Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 5-Minute You. 5-Minute You is an abbreviated version of our 15-Minute You podcast. I'm Matt Wazork. That's my brother Evan Wazork. Both in the palace! <laughs> Both in the palace, coming here today from the same room in Cleveland, Ohio. Today we're going to quickly preview the 2016 Citrus Bowl. For our part, Evan and I are going to abstain from using the bowl game sponsor names in their title. Uh, in our opinion, sponsor names are gaudy and ruin the tradition and nostalgia that should come along with bowl season. None of our over 30 <laughs> listeners ever sat down with their families to watch the All-State Sugar Bowl, and certainly not the Tax Slayer Bowl. Ain't whatever. nobody got time for that. Right, whatever bowl game that is. And for our under 30 listeners, guys, bowl season used to be great, <laughs> and we can make it great again on this show. In order to make bowl season great again, we're going to make an effort not to dampen anyone's nostalgia, and we're going to be ignoring sponsor names. So today, we're just talking about the Citrus Bowl. It's going to be huge. <laughs> <laughs> going to be huge. As Steve Spurrier used to say, you can't spell Citrus without UT. Sure can't. Unfortunately for Coach Spurrier, though, this year's Citrus Bowl will feature number 20 LSU against number 13 Louisville. Evan, you took up a little history on the Citrus Bowl. Can you share what you found out? I did, yeah. Okay, so for starters, the Citrus Bowl is actually one of the oldest bowls that's not currently a playoff game anymore. started in 1947 as the Tangerine Bowl when Mm. the Ohio Valley Conference was one of its tie-ins. The first winner of the bowl was Catawba College, who played Maryville College. By 1952, the game was dubbed the Little Bull with a Big Heart because all the proceeds went to charity, and they still, to this day, go to charity. I didn't know that. Nice. I did not know that until today. Nice. Um, In 1986, it was one of the bowl games considered for the site of the winner-take-all national championship game between Penn State and Miami before they decided on the Fiesta Bowl. And then in 1991... The game featured uh, national championship implications, which usually doesn't happen for this bowl. Georgia Tech won the Florida Citrus Bowl, as it was called back then, finishing 11-0-1 and were voted 1990's United Press International National Champion. How about that? How about that? Citrus Bowl. Yeah. Relevant. Right? Matt, Capital One was the sponsor. They did the mascot challenge during halftime to support the two schools' scholarship funds. Do you know who the first winner of the mascot challenge was? Uh, Loyola's Lou Wolf. Uh, incorrect. It was Monty of the University of Montana. Monty? Yeah. The Montys? Yeah. With their team name? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So to get our minds thinking about this game, Evan and I did our own little preview on our very dusty PlayStation 2 down in our parents' basement uh, this afternoon using the 2009 version of NCAA football. Shout out to Deshaun Jackson for making the cover that Shout year. Shout out. Uh, unfortunately, Evan took home the preview game, 39-28. Sure did. Two missed extra points in that game, although his aerial assault proved too much for my ground attack. <laughs> so, talking about the actual game, Evan, Louisville's favored by four and a half, and the over-under is 60. Who do you got and why? Yeah, I, I like both those stats, the the favor and the over-under. Um, from a team stats perspective, this game's going to be a close one. I was very on the fence about it. I mean, I still am. I mean, one, the biggest reason I was on the fence about it is Louisville has had a case of the big game-itis all year long. Great. Lost to Clemson, lost to Houston, ended the season with a loss to basketball school Kentucky. Yikes on bikes. In the end, I'm going to take Louisville, though, because they have Jackson. LSU does not have a weapon on offense that comes even close. 
LSU's defense is better at stopping the run than the pass. Well, Jackson's been lighting it up all year. Speaking of QBs, LSU... LSU's quarterback play has been lackluster, and oh yeah, Fournette's not playing. More on this later. Um, (laughs) Also, Louisville has been better on offense and defense when it comes to third down. I think that might be the key stat in the game. Uh, In the end, Jackson, I think, gives them the edge. But don't be surprised if LSU covers the spread, or even if it's you know a one or two point game. What about you, sir? If you're betting, your money's going on LSU. Yeah. Oh, if I'm betting, my money's going on LSU. But I think Louisville's going to win. Over under sixty. Yes, uh, I'm, I would almost take, take that the right on. I'd go 60. So I think the smart pick is Louisville. I could see Jackson being the X factor. But I, just something inside of me, every part of my inside wants to go with LSU. Both programs kind of have ugly cl- clouds hanging around them right now. Remember when we said that about Army? and then we True, which is kind of why I'm going with LSU, which <laughs> yeah. is why LSU's my team. Uh, it was recently discovered Wake, by Wake Forest that Louisville assistant coach took place from disgruntled Wake Forest commentator Tommy Elroy. <laughs> Uh, for LSU, star running back Leonard Fournette announced earlier this week he will actually not be playing in the game to worry about himself and his NFL combine. Both teams need a win here. Yeah. So I agree with you. It's a close call. In the back of my mind, it's hard to like say no to Lamar Jackson in a bowl game. Uh, but as we mentioned in our Heisman recap, Jackson slowed down as the season went on. It was not nearly as hot as he was in September. And Louisville's on a two-game skid, as you pointed out. I mean, you almost yeah. outlined my argument for me. That loss against Kentucky is ugly. The Kentucky really football is. team, not really the basketball is. team. <laughs> so, I got to go with LSU. I'm going to say Ed Orgeron starts his LSU bowl career off with a W. So, while we're talking about LSU, any thoughts on uh, Fournette opting out of the game to prepare for the draft? I mean, I get his argument, you know, you could have a career-ending injury in the game and then you, you know, lose millions of dollars. Or even if it's not career-ending, it could seriously hurt his ability sure. in the draft. I just find it selfish. I would not, I, don't, I mean, I don't play college football, but <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I would do it. And I, I'm just not buying it that it's that much of a risk because you really don't see those injuries that often. And if I'm a scout, I just think it, I'm not saying like Cleveland Browns don't draft him, but I, I think... It just kind of shows that he's a selfish person, and I don't know if you really want that in your NFL locker room. So I don't really think it's going to help his draft prospects that much. I hear that, and I I agree mostly with that. The only part that I wish we would see more coverage of, which you don't, is coaches all the time look out for number one and make – like, where's Tom Harmon this bowl season? Not with Houston. He's actually at Texas. And where's the Western Kentucky coach? Didn't coach last night, even though they rolled on Memphis – because he's at Purdue. And, like, we let these coaches just do whatever they want, move from program. Like, that's completely selfish, too. That doesn't mean I don't think those coaches you know are selfish. Yeah, yeah. I, so, I just wish that we would make a, a bigger story about coaches doing that before bowl games. Yeah. I, Fournette should play, but I think those coaches should stay. Harmon should have coached out the season. Yeah. Uh, Brown should have coached out the season. Like, you got to stay where you're at. Agreed. Any parting thoughts? Go Tigers. Right? <laughs> Go Cards. All right, folks, thanks for joining us. This has been a special edition of 15-Minute You. Look for our other preview pods to come before most of the major bowl games. Subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever else you find your fine podcasts, and hope you enjoy your holidays. Just remember, folks, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. Looked it up. It's a grizzly. Montana Grizzlies. It's called Monty? That's called Monty. It's a grizzly. The University of Montana Grizzlies mascot named Monty, 2002. What year did they win? 2002. I have no idea how they got Monty. Yeah, that's unbelievable. No idea how they got Monty. All right, good job. See.